because it's where we are right now the little blue dot right there and that's where we are right oh, I see. Right. have you ever dreamed of living on a paradise island that's exactly what Yvonne Campbell is doing for a whole year Otherworld Travel presents Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Hello and welcome to this week's episode on what is National Heroes Day here in Barbados. So what's been happening? Well, COVID cases are down significantly. So there's only been between one and seven new cases per day over the last few days. So this is a big difference. The restrictions eased a few weeks ago, just as the ash cloud happened. But since then, things have cleared up quite a bit and people are starting to get back to normal a bit, get out in the sea, on the beach, for example. So now that people are able to get out and about again, of course, the government here in Barbados had different ideas. So they have a bit of a habit of random directives with new local protocols released about every two weeks or so. There's a few bank holidays this week and they have decided that on these days, plus the next three Sundays, there would be specific restrictions. This includes non-essential shops to be closed and you have to stay at home unless you are going out for the following. An attraction or heritage site, a bakery, a restaurant, hardware store, a petrol station but only to buy petrol, pharmaceuticals or a mobile phone top-up. A hotel, villa or other accommodation for the day, pleasure crafts or boat charters. So essentially, they're saying you can stay in unless you're going out. I must say, their protocols confuse people to no end. They don't necessarily communicate them in a very easy way to understand them. So it usually raises a lot of questions and people are not too sure what exactly they're allowed to do and what they're not. I think they must be concerned about partying or liming as it's known here, specifically around bank holidays and I don't know what the Sundays are about. But to be honest, today was the bank holiday, the first bank holiday and Mother Nature had other plans anyway. So it has been raining quite heavy all day and there has even been flash flooding alerts. So the good news is it will hopefully mean that we can get rid of some of the remaining ash dust that's hanging around in the trees and in the grass and so on. So, as I mentioned, today is National Heroes Day and I did some research to understand a bit more about it. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. On April 1998, the Order of National Heroes Act was passed in Parliament here in Barbados. It designated the 28th of April as National Heroes Day and it declared 10 national heroes of Barbados. So all of those 10 people have been elevated to the title of the Right Excellent. So there are 10 of them. But who are they? Well, they're pretty much prominent people in the history of Barbados, which isn't surprising. And it includes a number of politicians and statesmen, such as Errol Walton Barrow and Sir Grantley Adams. There are a couple of people who are related to trade union activity and have played a big part in Barbados history, such as Clement Osborne Payne and Sir Frank Leslie Walcott. Busa, an African slave who led Barbados's largest slave revolt against the oppressive white planters in April 1816, is also on that list of 10. Busa was killed during that revolt. And actually, the Emancipation Statue, also known as Busa, which symbolises the breaking of the chains of slavery, can be found at the centre of the JTC Ramsey roundabout on the highway. So I pass that quite a lot when I am driving to see friends. 
There is also Sir Garfield Sobers. He came from humble beginnings in the back streets of St. Michael to become the captain of the West Indies team and is still regarded as the world's greatest all-rounder in cricket. He was the first cricketer to score six sixes in a six-ball cricket over. I have no idea what that means, but, you know, I'm sure that's a big deal because I've read that in several places. So I'm assuming that has got something to do with how successful he has been and why he's in this top 10 list. There is only one woman on the list and that is Sarah Ann Gill and she is the heroine of the Methodism and Freedom of Religion. So I was wondering how it's usually celebrated and from what I can tell there's usually a bit of a party. So there's lots of celebrations that take place in Hero Square which is outside Parliament that contains lots of food, music, stalls and fireworks as well as outdoor activities and games like hockey, soccer and even chess taking place all over the island. It seems that schools are particularly involved every year with spreading awareness of the national heroes through specific historical presentations, reenactments and games. None of this has happened this year for various obvious reasons, but it is probably worth checking out in future years when the restrictions are finished with. It seems to be a very big celebratory day. Life in Barbados. Now on to this week's episode. We are going to continue our taxi tour around the island, starting off with where we left off on the east coast with Anne and Tyrone from Tyrone Taxis and Tours. In this episode, we head further along the east coast into the south coast, covering the parishes of St. Joseph, St. John and St. Philip's parishes. In this episode, we head further along the east coast into the south coast, covering the parishes of St. Joseph, St. John and St. Philip. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Start off with Bathsheba. So no matter where you stay on the island, people will always recommend that you visit Bathsheba. Legend has it that Bathsheba was the wife of King David and bathed in milk to keep her skin beautiful and soft. Legend also says that the surf-covered white waters of Bathsheba in Barbados, which is rich in minerals and life, is said to resemble Bathsheba's bath in both appearance and health given value, hence the name. As we drive into Bathsheba from the north, we came across the Roundhouse. It's a popular destination for both locals and visitors for over 150 years. It was built in the early 1800s and the Roundhouse commands views across the entire Atlantic coast and an undisturbed stretch of beach studded with natural tidal pools. Apparently they're great for taking a dip in. Everyone raves about the food and the views at Roundhouse as you eat but it was unfortunately closed when we went past, so we'll have to come back at another time. Just one minute walk from the Roundhouse is the Soup Bowl, one of the world's premier surf spots. Apparently the name comes from the foamy surf. It's a major surfing spot in Barbados and hosts regular local and international surfing championships, in normal times that is. Alan Burke mentions the Soup Bowl in the Surfing Barbados podcast episode back at the end of February, so go back and look at previous podcast episodes to hear more about that. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Parking at your own risk, it says, under the tree. 
anything spoken? Any dinks, anything? I'm gonna blame Yvonne. Well, Yvonne. Yvonne. As we enter St. John's, we come across St. John's Parish Church. So Anne, who was my friend on the tour with me, was really interested to see this again. Apparently the last time she had been there, a funeral was on, so she couldn't go and take in the full experience. Now, we drove into the car park of St. John's Parish Church. There was a big sign on a tree that said, park under the tree at your own risk. Now, these are the same tamarind trees that are outside my house and no joke at the moment, one pod drops on my roof about every 30 minutes or so. But I thought Tyrone, being a local Bayesian, will be kind of well aware of this. But hmm, maybe I was wrong. This is the oldest parish church in Barbados. It was built in 1645 and it was built of a wooden structure. It's had a real bad run of luck over the centuries. So in 1660, it was destroyed by a fire and constructed in stone again. Then it had to be rebuilt after not one, not two, but three hurricanes in 1675, 1780 and 1831. So hurricanes are quite unusual in Barbados, so that was particularly bad luck. It was last built in 1836 and it is still standing since then. We weren't able to get inside, but apparently it's very beautiful. It's got curved staircases and a number of notable people are buried here on the grounds, including a former prime minister. The grave of Thomas Hughes is very unusual. He was buried in a standing position, which they say was at his own request since he rarely sat down in the job in which he held. From the church, he gets stunning views across Bathsheba and it has also only one of two sundials that you can find here in Barbados. So down here is Bath, yep. right over there. Probably you can see like your rocks coming in, your beds coming in, that area right there. That's Concept Bay. Ooh. That's a fishing village. Right. The Villa area, all that is part of that St. Philip or St. John. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Please do subscribe to Life in Barbados to follow my journey and never miss an episode. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Right, so we in St. Philip. Alright, we're gonna stop. Let you guys get a picture of the lighthouse, East Point Lighthouse. And then we're gonna head over to San Lars Castle. You guys be really hungry by the time we get the colours. Right, so I hope you guys got some forts we can dig for the treasure there. What treasure? San Lords? Oh, yes, yeah. the same San Lords treasure is still buried somewhere about there. Yeah. How are you? Are you not East Point Lighthouse can be found at Ragged Point in St. Philip. Look at, look at, that's more like a, ser- a seraphone tower. Cell phone? Yeah, that's a tower. You mean, you mean oh. the structure going at that street, right? Yeah, yeah seraphone. That's a bit sad that they put it there. Isn't it just? Yeah, I think. Yeah, because it looks like they're doing building work. So it's not currently working, or it is? Was that the lighthouse? Yeah. We don't really use lighthouses anymore, even on this GPS and stuff, remember? 
You, you know what in those day houses for though, right? Like for the sea, people, ships and stuff. Yeah. It's not open to the public, but there are great views from here, especially sunrise views according to Tyrone. It's a good spot for any sun rising. And yeah. It's, it's a perfect spot for that. It's just you get the whole peaceful morning. Everything <laughs> just quiet. And you see the sun coming up. How often do you watch sunrise? Not too often. <laughs> but, you, but you have watched it. Yeah, I have. Like, 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 you know, like, it's nothing planned. Like, sometimes I just get it early and say, you know what? I'm taking my dogs out really early this morning. And it just happens to be on San Lawrence Castle Beach. And the sun is coming up. Life in Barbados. A year on a paradise island. Alright, there's another really nice little beach from here. So if you can't go to pass it, I'm going to show you it. What's that name of this? Bottom Bay. Ah, I've heard people talk about Bottom Bay. Have you heard of Bottom Bay, Anne? No, I have heard. And I, I think actually some people have said it's their favorite. Your favorite spot? Yeah. Tyrone was excited to show us Bottom Bay, a local beach to him, and it is, or looks like it usually is, picture perfect. The pink sand beach with the cove is covered by ash and sargassum seaweed at the moment, but I'll definitely come back and check this out at a later date as well. There was also a tip from Anne. She said that close by you have Harry Smith Beach, a place she and a friend came across a number of years back. You'll have to walk across a field to get to it, to the east of Bottom Bay, and not many tourists will know about it. It's a bit of a trek, but worth it. Yeah, San was a pirate, but he was a famous pirate, so he used to do used to hang, hang um, candles, lanterns in the trees. There's a reef up there by the famous Sam Lord's Castle. This was a Georgian mansion built in the 1820s by the pirate Sam Lord. Later, it was an iconic hotel and at that time the biggest on the island, but it burnt down in 2010. It's currently been redeveloped and it'll be interesting to see what it looks like. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. We're going to leave the taxi tour for now. Make sure you tune in to upcoming episodes to pick up where we leave off. We'll be travelling further down along the south and southwest coastline into Christchurch and St. Michael. This week's episode is my 16th. I can't believe a whole four months on this Paradise Island. So I thought I would open up next week's episode to questions from the listeners. Head on over to life-in-barbados.com and click on the email button with any questions you have for me about my time here or anything Barbados related. On the same link, life-in-barbados.com, you will also find details of how to follow my podcast so you don't miss an episode, leave a review, or access my show notes and social media pages to see lots of photos from this tour. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Go to life-in-barbados.com forward slash subscribe.
If you've been enjoying Life in Barbados, you're going to want to check out my other show, The Bucket List. Each episode, I chat with locals, guides, and even some people I met along the way on various dream trips. Experience safari in Tanzania, road trips across the US, and hiking across Australia's national parks, just to mention a few of the episodes. Go to otherworldtravel.com forward slash podcast. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.